one. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jerry Miserag. And as you can see, um, by the time we're putting this out, it's, it's been a little while since we've done any podcast, obviously, with, you know, the holidays, illnesses, just kind of everything you could expect happening uh, happened. And that's why we're kind of, we've been so delayed, you know, Jan and I had different schedules with finals and all that stuff. So we were just, I was just getting back and we, we had a couple of interviews planned, but through the holiday season, things got moved around and all that stuff. But the good news is um, we may talk about this. Well, I'll talk about this now. We have a lot of stuff coming now. We have a bunch of interviews um, planned that we hope to get done in the next couple of weeks, get put out. We have this news podcast, maybe another news podcast if we want, but we've got a lot more stuff coming out, hopefully to keep you guys entertained as we go through the dead months of winter. Yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I guess you could say, searching for some things to do. So I figured, why not? We've got a couple of interviews, like Ethan said, uh, should be coming out here in the next week or two, honestly. And then a few more past that and hopefully keep the ball rolling, get back to our old self. Um, maybe not every week, but, you know, looking to put out some good content for you over the next year because it is 2022. It is indeed. It's, it's a new year. Um, we're not going to make any promises like we did last year because we, we know how that goes with anything about news. But I will say, just scheduling thing, one more thing. I think this summer we're going to try to put out a lot more since we're home. Definitely. Our, it's definitely the, the hope on my end, at least, and obviously yours too. Um, so, just... Yeah. So this, this is going to be a news podcast as usual. We're going to just wing it and just kind of think of everything that comes up and then we'll talk about it. And as, a, as usual, it probably will be somewhere between an hour and a half to two hours long. Because that's how we roll. So just, just be prepared because you, you, know you know how this goes sometimes. So I guess we'll start off. Um, in the NFL, we've missed a lot of the season, clearly. And um, as of now, there's only one week left in the NFL season, obviously an expanded season, 18 weeks um, regular season this year. So the records are going to look a little bit different. But now that we've kind of gotten to that week, um, the last week, the playoff picture, obviously whenever we first talked about this, like kind of like a, mo- a couple months ago, you kind of didn't know what to expect. Now the playoff picture is starting to fall into place. Um, five teams from the AFC have already clinched a playoff spot and six teams – the NFC have already clinched a playoff spot. That means there's three spots still up to grabs as we head into this final week of the season. Now, I will say, um, I'll say division winners as that, that we can predict. So we can, we can conclude that the Titans win the AFC South, the Chiefs win the AFC West, and the Bengals win the AFC North, and then the NFC, the Packers win the NFC North, the Bucks win the NFC South and the Cowboys win the NFC East. The NFC West is still up for grabs between the Cardinals and the Rams and the AFC East still up to grabs between the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. And then the wildcard teams, um, I believe there's five teams vying for two spots in the AFC. That is the Colts and Chargers who are the current two wildcard spots. And then also the um, Raiders, Steelers, and Ravens are also vying for those spots. And then I believe, I think there's only like, there's two teams fighting for one spot in the um, NFC. That is the Niners 
to currently hold the um, wild card spot and then the Saints. So I, I'm assuming it's a situation where Saints have to win, Niners have to lose for the Saints to get in. Yeah, I believe that's it. In the AFC, it's a whole mess. If I'm being 100% honest, Ethan, um, Pittsburgh not looking too great. I believe they need the Jaguars to upset Indianapolis. Granted, I don't think I Indianapolis – I don't think Indianapolis has won in Jacksonville in like six years. Since 2014. It's been a long, long time since Indianapolis has won Jacksonville. So there is a little bit of history there, um, obviously. And then, again, the Ravens kind of need the same thing. The Ravens have to beat the Steelers and hope that the Jaguars lose. And and, and that the Raiders and the Chargers don't tie because if the Colts Colts lose – and the Raiders and the Chargers tie, they get in, both of them. I've been seeing some memes like if the Colts lose because the Raiders play Sunday Night Football, they, they would just agree to tie the game. So they just both get in. <laughs> but I, I have seen that. But regardless, so that Raiders-Chargers game, it's whoever wins is in. It's, it's just as simple as that for that wild card spot. Whoever wins that game will be in the wild card. So obviously very high stakes. Um, yeah, and then the steel. So it looks like. My guess is the Colts are going to get in because I, I don't see right now how the Jaguars can beat the Colts. I think, I think honestly, the playoff stands how it is. The so you think Colts the, Chargers, the Chargers take care of the Raiders? I think so. I mean, I, you saw a little bit with the Raiders taking care of the Colts last week, and, you know, they were – I don't know how the offensive line was, but, like, the Colts had Carson Wentz back. They were able to bring back Paris Campbell, who's been out for a while. They did lose and, to the Raiders. I don't know. I think the Chargers will do it. They had a good week against the Broncos last week. And, uh, yeah, I think that's how it stands. And then, if I'm being honest, I don't see any way how the Saints with Ian Book win. win. But they, they are playing the Falcons. But the Falcons really haven't been that bad. No, and I will say the Niners are playing the Rams. So that's not a win. That's not a win. So if the Saints can somehow beat the, the Falcons and then the Niners lose to the Rams – because the Rams are still going to be fighting for, I'm assuming, just taking a two-seat, <laughs> two excuse me. Yeah, because if they lose, and then Arizona plays um, the Seahawks, right? Yes. Which I would hope we win after coming off of a Dallas win. Um, yeah. We can go up to, I believe, the three-seed. Yeah. I don't uh, think we can jump Tampa. Yeah, I don't think you can jump Tampa, but I think you can. You can go. You could probably take the three seed, um, because you have the head to head over Dallas if Dallas wins. Yeah. So you. Yeah. So you're either, you're either the three seed or the five seed. Essentially. You know, honestly, I don't mind being the five seed. No, the three seed is a game, but. I mean, no, but if Dallas, if, if we have to go back into Dallas and handle business like we just did, yeah, I don't, I'm not complaining. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I'm not complaining. You wouldn't, I wouldn't be complaining either. And Kyler Murray is perfect at AT&T Stadium. Eight, no record, I believe. Just, just had to bring that up. Just, you know. Uh, yeah, of course. Yep, of course. And then you want to talk about last night's game. I think it's due just because, you know, it's a, it's a legend. And uh, yeah, so big, most likely we, we can't confirm this because it hasn't been confirmed, but most likely Ben Roethlisberger's final game 
at Heinz Field. Speaking of, we were just talking before then, um, Heinz Field, I don't know, the contract's expiring, so it might not be called Heinz Field next year. So both Ben Rossberg and Heinz Field could be leaving Pittsburgh next year, but that's a side note. But the Pittsburgh Steelers take care of the Browns to stay alive and give Ben his final win, most likely final win, at Heinz Field. And, you know, we talked about it, but we talked a little bit about it before, but the Browns' offense, now we're not blaming it all on Baker Mayfield. Obviously, it's some injuries, but the Browns' offense as a whole was just – I know they scored 14 points, but as overall, the Browns' offense was abysmal to say. I mean, there's something, there's something seriously wrong with that offense. I mean, like me and you talked about prior to, you know, recording – Baker Mayfield's playing with a torn labrum. He's got a shoulder. He's got a shoulder uh, sling brace. I can't think of what the name of it actually is. I don't know. It's obviously affecting him. Yes, harness. That's what it's called. Um, obviously, that's affecting him. I think his accuracy's been off. He's not been the Baker Mayfield that we saw last year. Um, on top of that. Nick Chubb, I don't know if he was injured, if he was not Maybe. wanting to play. I don't know what happened there because he's been he their the, offense. They they said at the they said that he wasn't hurt. So I don't I don't know what it could have been that situation. Obviously, if he's in, you want to run the ball. And they they didn't they ran the ball effectively, but they didn't run the ball that much. I mean, it was with Dearness Johnson and no hate to him because he has won me a couple fantasy matchups. Sure. I mean, <laughs> it's not Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's in a thousand yard rusher, probably, I'd say, at least the last three years, maybe yeah, four. Nick Chubb's been one of the most solid and best running backs in the league the past couple of years. And, you know, just not giving it to him all the time for whatever reason, maybe it's just super detrimental to him. But, Nonetheless, the Steelers get the get Big Ben his last win. They go into Baltimore. They need a lot of help um, to get into the playoffs, so I'm not expecting that. But I think a lot of Steelers fans are just happy Big Ben got his last win at home. That's my, That was my takeaway. A lot of Steelers fans are kind of saying, as long as he can beat the Browns at home, it doesn't really matter what happens the rest of the season. They just I think wanted, that's fair. They just wanted that win because – at this point, like I don't, the Steelers aren't primed for a deep playoff run or anything. If they make the playoffs somehow, they're probably going to lose in the first round. So I think, yeah, I do want to talk about before. I want to get into maybe talking about some awards. I know we did that uh, last news podcast. Maybe our Super Bowl champion. Before that, I do award uh, predictions. Yeah, before that, I want to go into. In my opinion, honestly, one of the saddest stories in recent memories when it comes to the NFL, and Ethan, you might not get what I'm talking about, but I know you will as soon as I say it. I think the, the Antonio Brown story is one of the saddest stories in the NFL. I mean, the skill, the potential, one of the greatest wide receivers of this era, and just the whatever has happened to him, obviously. Um, I'm not going to speculate because that's – there's obviously something wrong there, and, you know, I think that it makes him him, but at the same time, it's a little, it's a little much. It's not what, we, not what we want out of a normal human being, I guess, if you could say. Um, hopefully, it's nothing too serious. I know people, like, I guess you could say joke about CTE and stuff, but stuff like that's, you know, actually real and something, I mean, something's I mean, wrong with it very well could be. I mean, um, we're not going to speculate as to why he did this. I'll basically explain the story for those of you that don't know. 
So Antonio Brown, I guess, got mad at the coaches for something, um, proceeds to take off his jersey and all that stuff, put it, throw it into the crowd or whatever, and then just kind of like dance in the end zone and then just leave. I will say he was spotted at a Brooklyn Nets game last night. I'm just throwing that out there. He, also, not- did, he also did post a picture on Instagram like an hour and a half after he ran off. Yeah, so who knows? Um, we're not going to speculate as to why he left. I mean, there's a bunch of rumors flying around. We're not obviously going to speculate because we just don't know that we don't know the true story so we can't give our opinions on it because we don't want to we don't want to make one side look bad when it's no one's when it wasn't that side's fault so we'll just say what what we know and uh, yeah i know obviously it's uh, very sad to see because you know obviously for the Steelers, antonio brown was obviously one of the best receive was probably the best receiver in the league for a couple seasons there um and to see him end up like how he is, it's just very saddening. You know, you, you just don't know what's going on with him. Um, and obviously, I just hope he gets the help he needs because, you know, he's, he's, he's got such great potential. And I want to see him thrive. I know as a Steelers fan, I, I wasn't a big fan of him after, like, everything that happened. But, you know, you don't want to ever see anyone kind of go into that bad place. So, you, you know, I hope, he, I hope he gets the help he needs, hopefully, and we can move forward from this. Um, and I will say also, um, condolences, um, also another bad story in the NFL. Unfortunately, John Madden, who we all saluted as a coach, announcer, um, the name, obviously the name of video game, John Madden basically taught us all how to play football. Sadly, he did pass away at the age of 85. But he, I would say he, he honestly taught me a lot about football through the game Madden. I, I would think you probably would agree with that. I definitely would too. I mean, I never played football as I grew up. Uh, I wanted to, never, you know, never took that chance. But I'll tell you right now, I know enough about football that I feel like I could play right now because of Madden. I mean, I know plays, routes, defenses, contracts, everything. I mean, like, that's where the base of my football knowledge comes from. And, you know, it all stems from that one guy, John Madden. Yeah, he was just a – he was also like he was also just a great guy in general. I mean, obviously coaching the Raiders to I believe one or two Super Bowl wins. You know, it's very, very good accomplishment um, for the Raiders there too. So it's just it, it was very sad to hear that story because John Madden meant a lot to a lot of people. He he was very good at explaining the game. Even like as announcing, I remember watching, I think the Steelers Cardinals Super Bowl game when he was still announcing. I think he was. And he kind of explained that game. And that's like kind of the first game that got me really into football. And I mean, luckily, you know, unlike other coaches that don't have, I mean, he's probably one of the most influential coaches in sports ever. And his legacy is going to live on because, you know, he's got his game of Madden. So, you know, kids like my brother, Ethan, your brother, the kids that are in middle school or in elementary school that, you know, get into football, they're always going to be synonymous with that name Madden. And maybe they don't know where that comes from exactly, but his legacy will live on through the game. I think that's just, you know, that's something great that he's created for himself to keep his name after, you know, his unfortunate passing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Madden's, they're not obviously going to change that name for a long time now because of what he did. I mean, I've heard rumors that they might like, they might like, curate the next Madden towards him and like maybe have him on the cover and all that stuff. So that'd be very cool to see. So obviously a couple of sad stories there. So we'll, we'll get into this, maybe some more, I don't know if it's positive, but we'll get into some more news. Um, I don't know where we want to go next. Uh, I say we start awards. 
Yeah, right? I, I say I say we start out with Super Bowl, uh, oh. team wise. Do you want to do our AFC and NFC representative and who wins? Yeah, sure. I will just do that. Okay. Um, for me, I think it's I think it's gonna be the Packers. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna be the NFC guys. Um, AFC. I honestly don't know. I feel like you know we talked about this a little bit when we were going over the playoff standings. The season's been so close. I mean, you have the Dolphins, the Browns, the Raiders slash Chargers, depending on which one of them don't make it, the Denver Broncos, the Minnesota Vikings, the whoever doesn't make it between the Niners and the Saints, the Atlanta Falcons, all those teams are within one game of 500, if not above. And I just named off the players, the teams that aren't making the playoffs. I mean, it's so... It's been so competitive. I think the, that's what's so tough with the AFC. I mean, you got your division champs are within one game of each other. Yeah. The Bengals just beat the Chiefs. Titans get Derrick Henry back probably if they get the one seed. Um, yeah. But I'm not betting against the Chiefs. I think they're a good team. I think they're – they're good enough to do what they have to. I think the, the Titans' defense is their main flaw. Bengals' defense is their main flaw. Definitely. The AFC East just hasn't been consistent enough for me. I'm going to go the Chiefs and the Packers. And you know what? I think Brett Favre gets his wish. I think Aaron Rodgers comes out with the Super Bowl. All right. I'm going to go Packers in the NFC as well. I mean, I think, honestly, I'm going to take a bet that it's going to be Buccaneers and Packers in the NFC Championship again. Because I think I think Tom Brady Tom Brady's going to will that team towards the NFC Championship. I think this year, though, with the lack of receivers, um, obviously with Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin with a torn ACL, I just don't think he's going to be able to do it this year. If this you look at the yeah, that's that's my problem there. You look at the roster. No hate. I mean, you know, I guess I guess if Brashad Perriman's going to have a coming out season that's after tough. being one of the biggest busts at wide receivers for the last five years. I guess Tom Brady might be the guy that makes that happen. But Mike Evans is hurt too, isn't he? Yeah, he, I don't think he's 100% healthy. I think he's still playing, but he's not 100% right now. So your best healthy wide receiver is Scotty Miller. And I love him, but Scotty hey. Miller is not a wide receiver one. I do, I do agree. I think though, I think they, they definitely could make that NFC championship, though. I think Tom Brady's just like – Tom Brady always finds a way to get them to that, like, NFC championship spot. I just don't think they have enough to beat the Packers. The Packers have looked – I know there's that Jared's holding up Tom Brady something right now. Tom Brady goat. But I think the Packers have so many weapons. I mean, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, what a connection that is. Like that's I think that's the best, uh, that's clearly the best wide receiver QB duo right now in the league. I mean, over the last two years, even after what Devontae did last year, Devontae's done this year. So I think it's Packers and AFC or NFC, excuse me. I think the Titans beat the Chiefs. With Derrick Henry coming back, the fact they haven't had Derrick Henry since week eight, and they've still posted 11-5 record and have a chance to get the number one overall seed, that proves to me that they can win without Derrick Henry. So with they Derrick, be able to stop that Chiefs offense? I think they will just enough. I think Derrick Henry, I think that defense will get the stops they need. So I think Packers, Titans, but I, I think the Packers win the Super Bowl. I think this year's Aaron Rodgers year. And this leads me into actually a question I had for you, if the Packers do win the Super Bowl, does Aaron Rodgers return to Green Bay? 
I don't know. I heard rumors that his relationship with Green Bay is uh, trending upward from last season. So I think especially if they win, even if they don't, I think there's a chance that he does return back to Green Bay. And I think if he does, Devontae Adams will come back again. I can see it, yeah. I can definitely see it. He also said he retiring is not out of the question either for him. So, like, he's, like, he's kind of, like, there's a billion different things he could do in this offseason. I don't think he would. I, I really don't. He's too young to retire yet, I think. I think he still has probably got five, six years left in him minimum. Yeah. Assuming he doesn't, like, get hurt and all that stuff. But, all right, do you want to move to MVP? Yeah, I do. I'm trying to look at some stats right now, so I'll let you go first for that one. Aaron Rodgers. I, 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 33 touchdowns, four interceptions. 35. 35 now, excuse me. 35 touchdowns, four interceptions. I mean, you could argue Tom Brady with 40 touchdowns and 12 interceptions and <laughs> nearly 5,000 passing yards. But I think Aaron Rodgers. He had He's thrown, what, one interception in the past, like, 16 weeks? Insane. Yeah, honestly, that's – what I'm looking at too. I'm looking between the two old guys. You could make an argument for Jonathan Taylor as well. I think you could. Um, and again, the MVP is like it's nine times out of ten it's going to be a quarterback. Yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor. If he hit a, if he hit two thousand yards, I think he could have, but I don't think he's going to do that. Unfortunately, no. I mean, I guess there's a chance he does need about. Two two hundred sixty six yards, and uh, Jag Jacksonville Jaguars defense that might be possible, but you never know with Jacksonville. I mean, he's also got some receiving touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, could be. Huh? I think he's got a few. So I mean, he's had twenty scrimmage touchdowns, but <laughs> man, Rogers. If Rogers had like eight interceptions, I'd give it to Tom Brady because he's about a thousand yards above him with a little bit less touchdowns or yeah yeah more touchdowns a little bit more touchdowns but those those for the four picks i mean and the fact that he's thrown he threw three picks in the first game he's only thrown one pick since week one that's yeah it's insane you got the best qbr best uh best quarterback rating in the league yep he's got the one seed Chance to win the Super Bowl. It's it's him. How do you how do you not go back to back? Yeah, I don't I don't think. Um, so do you want to do defensive player of the year? I have a feeling I know where you're going. It's probably the same place I'm going. He TJ Watt, 21 and a half sacks. He's one sack away from the record. Michael Strahan, 22 and a half. I mean, he had four sacks last night. I will say Miles Garrett only had one tackle last night against that Steelers offensive line. That's 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 shameful, honestly. That Steelers offensive line's terrible, and you got one tackle. Yeah, I mean, I watched the game. He got, he got four sacks against the Browns offensive line, which Browns fans say is one of the best ever. So, I don't want to hear. Yeah, it. I, 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 I'm with you there. I mean, how do you how do you not give defensive player of the year of the year to a guy that, again, not a big fan of speculating stuff, but. TJ Watt's going to break that record, man. They're going to play him every single down. They're going to do whatever they can to get him to at least tie and probably break that record. So, yeah, I don't see how you give it to anyone other than TJ Watt. The only one you could consider is Micah Parsons at this point, I think. 
But even still, I mean, he's had a great season, rookie season. Great, don't give me. He's going to be defensive rookie of the year. Uh, that, that, that there's, there's might, no, might as well just go there. I think I think we're going to be looking at defensive player, uh, defensive rookie of the year for Micah Parsons. No questions asked. Hundred percent. Offensive rookie of the year. I I'm going to say Jamar Chase after what he did against the Chiefs. I'll be honest. It will be Jamar Chase because he just broke Justin Jefferson's record. Heck, he had more receiving yards against the Chiefs than Patrick Mahomes had passing yards. We're talking about an MVP Super Bowl, 10-year, $500 million contract guy, and he had more receiving yards than he did passing yards. That's impressive. Jamar Chase, one of the best rookies in the class. However, the guy that deserves the award and will not get it because of his position is Creed Humphrey. Amen. Creed Shout out to the centers out there. He's, um, I mean, he, when you look at when you look at pass protection grade, Creed Humphrey's the best center in the league. When you look at rush running, run blocking grade, Creed Humphrey's the best center in the league. He is going to probably make at least in the second an all pro second team, if not the first team, as a rookie. That's insane. That's that's crazy. Now, Jamar Chase, maybe he does, but I don't think Jamar Chase has been the best receiver. I don't think he's been the best in this position. Creed Humphrey has. Oh, yeah, by far. Um, I know a lot of people, like, five weeks ago said Mac Jones. I mean, Mac Jones is – he's probably, like, second or third. He's up there, but I think Jamar Chase took him. Um, comeback player of the year, Joe Burrow. Burrow um... – you know, Prescott had a lot of hype, but I don't think he gets it. I, I don't think he was a Prescott. I, I think it's Bur- I think Burrow. I don't who else? see Nick Bosa, maybe. He's had a good season. You but, yeah, it. I'm going to go with you. I think Burrow, I mean, what? He's at 4,000-plus yards. I mean, he's leading the Bengals to the playoff for the first time in a couple of years. I, I go Burrow there with you as well. You could argue also maybe Debo Samuel. Yeah, honestly. I mean, he's kind he of trying to He out a lot of the year last year, I think, right? I think so. And I mean, he's, he's obviously he's Cordell Patterson type, you know, hybrid yeah. running back wide receiver type guy. I love he's he's awesome. He 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 killed he fantasy he helped me so much this year. But um and then finally coach of the year. Yeah, that's tough. I'm I'm tempted. I could you I could see the Bengals coach getting it because everyone kind of counted them out this year. I could also see Bill Belichick getting it because of the fact that he turned that Patriots team into a playoff team from last year when last year was obviously abysmal. I could see Green Bay's coach getting it up for obvious reasons. Dallas, maybe. Arizona, maybe. If it's I got it down to three coaches. Four, four coaches. I think Matt LaFleur in Green Bay, best coach in the league because he's got his team best spot in the league. I think Bill Belichick. Yep. I mean, rookie quarterback to the playoffs. I can't remember. I, I don't think that's happened in a little while. Recent history in a little while, a couple years, five, five yeah. ten, maybe. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. That's that's off the top of my head. Um the Bengals head coach, I mean, going from first overall pick a couple years ago 
to playoff team winning the division. And then my other one, Titans head coach, because of what you said earlier about the Titans. I mean, they found a way to make that team work even without their offensive player of the year. So I'd go between those four. I think you probably give it to the Bengals just because of their quick rebuild here in the last couple of years. Yeah, and the fact that the Bengals are probably going to be a powerhouse for years to come. I mean, if they can just tighten up that defense a little bit in the offseason, I think they're going to be unstoppable. But yeah. do anything else NFL-wise, or you want to move on to college football? Um, I think we've talked enough about the NFL. I think it's time we move on to uh, college football and sport that I'm sure you're a little bit more uh, fond of right now. <laughs> no, indeed. Um, so – we are at the – oh, no, there's, there's – sorry, there's a bowl game actually today. The Texas LSU, Bowl. LSU, right? In Kansas State, but whatever. But um, there's one final huge game left, the national championship game. And if you were to predict Alabama-Georgia, you'd be correct because it's Alabama and Georgia. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that's too shocking considering the playoffs. Like, I, I didn't – Especially for Alabama, I didn't think a lot of people thought Cincinnati would beat Alabama. Maybe a lot, of people, a lot of people are probably a little more confident in Michigan than what they showed, but Georgia wiped the floor with them pretty much. I mean, I think the worst thing that I think the worst thing that Alabama could have done, and granted, they had to do it to make it to the playoffs, in my opinion, but the worst thing Alabama could have done was beat Georgia so badly. I think what happened with that game is that, and I heard this on the announcement, I completely agree, so this is not my thought process, but I agree with it 100%. Auburn went into the Iron Bowl. They almost got embarrassed by a 6-6 six and six Auburn team. They came out the next week wanting redemption. They killed Georgia. Well, guess what? Georgia got embarrassed by Alabama, and they have their shot at revenge right now. They do. And I stand, I stand by the fact that I think Georgia's the best team in the country. What if Alabama wins? I think the, the second best team in the country just won the national championship. So you think regardless of this game, Georgia's the best team in the country? There's so much to I the defense, man. The defense has just been I don't know how you count out that defense. You can't. I mean, the only the touchdown. Team, Less the than only, a touchdown. The only team really to obviously destroy them was Alabama. Yeah, I mean, Alabama was the only team that I any actually uh, the rest of the year they were like averaging six points a game on defense. That's insane, unheard of. Alabama was the only team that was able to crack that defense somehow. Yeah, I mean, but I I just but like you said, you know, it was kind of it was bound to happen. I'm sorry, Cincinnati fans, but. I'm so glad that Alabama won that game and did it in the fashion that they did because I was just sick and tired of hearing Cincinnati, oh, we should have made the playoffs last year. We got snubbed. Oh, we're going to make the playoffs this year. We're undefeated. We're going to beat Alabama. We're going to show you. No, you're not. It's Alabama. They they talk such a big game, and I can say this as an Alabama fan, I'm biased. I heard so much crap from Cincinnati fans. Well, not me personally, but I heard so much crap like, oh, we're going to upset Alabama. We're the best team in the country, yada, yada, yada. You scored six points. You didn't get a single touchdown against them. 
Yeah, I mean, I will say Cincinnati still deserved to be in the playoff. I, I don't just think I don't think you I could have argued them out, but no, but there was unless like a miracle happened, there was no way they were going to be in Alabama. Yeah, there was there was no way the the size battle, the skill battle, everything was in. Because I know I I texted you during the game like as Alabama was like running all over Cincinnati, like Cincinnati just doesn't have big enough dudes to like stop. And it, it wasn't even. It wasn't even, you know, Jamison Williams and Bryce Young. It was the running back, 200 yards. They, I mean, they, they barely had to throw the ball. They barely yeah. should be making the passing game, and they still killed them. The Georgia game made me happy, though. I was I was very happy. Obviously, as a Michigan State fan, I don't I don't mess around with Michigan at all. But yeah. uh, you know, I I I was very happy to see Georgia put a hurting on them. Um, you know, they just, they looked good. They, they looked really good. Now um, Stetson Bennett looked good. The defense looked good. Everything looked good. And I, like you said, I think they, they want that championship that they, that they haven't been able to get because of Al- Alabama's like denied them a champ, a chance at a championship like so many times now they want, they want one chance to get it. I think, I think they will. And I'm looking is, right now. Georgia's favored by a field goal. Yep. And this is their year to do it. If they want to do it this year with a hurt Alabama secondary, no John Mechie, who's our best receiver. If they want to do it, it's got to be this year. Because Bryce Young's coming back next year as the Heisman winner. I don't know if Alabama – and Alabama's got a heck of a recruiting class coming in next year too. So when, I don't, don't, when don't they, Ethan? <laughs> well, that's true. But – I think the, if they Georgia wants to win the championship, it's got to be this game. I'm still going to say Alabama wins because I, I'm not going to go against my team. But I think Georgia's going to put up a lot better of a fight than they did in the SEC championship game. I don't I, think if, – if Georgia gets killed by Alabama again, that's embarrassing. Yeah, uh, for sure. And it's flat-out embarrassing. There was – I mean, I know we're talking about, you know, national championship playoff bowl games, but – I'm looking right now. I see one, two, um, three, four. I'd say four bowl games that I, you know, enjoyed watching a bunch. Now, I don't know if you watched them. We'll start off with Michigan State Pitt. That was a great game. Yep. Um, the touchdown at the end to kind of seal the win for Michigan State. Love to see that. Obviously, as a West Virginia fan, not too fond of Pitt. As a Michigan State fan, I'm happy to see the win, um, especially without Kenneth Walker. Yep. The Purdue-Tennessee game, I don't know. Yeah. Did you watch any of that? No, I saw the highlights. I, I know that I know a lot of Tennessee fans aren't too happy with the refs in that game. but No, I mean, they were robbed of a touchdown point blank. Even the announcers, the replay, everything. I don't know how they did not call it a touchdown. Um, besides the point – they, I mean, prior to overtime, it was like touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. I mean, it was just a fun offensive game to watch. Um, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. Jake, I know you don't listen to my podcast, but I'm sorry. We listened to that one on the radio on the way back home from uh, Virginia, and Notre Dame was up 28-7, and the score ended up being 37-35. That was a great game. And then I know that you got the game you're going to talk about. In my opinion, the other game I'm about to talk about is game of the year. The Rose Bowl. Oh, my Lord. 
Jackson Smith and Jigba. Dude, what a game. Dude, I know what a game. I mean, again, same situation. Utah was up big, like, I mean, 35 21 or something at halftime. Yeah, I believe that's right. Ohio State comes out without their two best wide receivers. I don't know. That's arguable. That's, that's, well, based on Smith, Smith and Jigba, he might be the best wide receiver. Well, I mean, Smith and Jigba had more more uh, receiving yards than either Olave or uh, Garrett Wilson prior to that game by, like, 200. I didn't realize that going into the year, but Chris Olave did not have a great receiving yard uh, total. I mean, he was at 900. Don't get me wrong. That That's good. But for a guy that's supposed to be a first round, possibly first half of the first round receiver, I'd expect a little bit more. But uh, it is what it is. Obviously, he's gonna go be great in the yeah. NFL. As much as that pains me to say, but but that was a great game. Utah losing their quarterback in the fourth quarter. Ohio State managing to pick up the win. That that, that was that, that was backup, scary. That backup quarterback throwing a dot to I think, tie the game. Oh yeah, no, that was that was a nice pass. That that injury on the quarterback, that was scary, that was, man. Well, he was down I mean, on the ground for like five, ten minutes. Like I thought he was like, I thought he like broke his neck or something. I mean, he was knocked out. I mean, you see it. I know that most fans know by this point that when your arms go straight and they're stiff while you're on the ground, you're knocked unconscious. I mean, he smashed his head off the ground. I thought it was gonna be a lot worse than it was. You know, thank God I haven't heard anything. You know, out of there, so that means it's nothing too too serious. But that was a great game, and like I said earlier, I think that's that's definitely going to be game of the year. I don't know how you could put anything else. I don't know if you remember this, the Penn State USC Rose Bowl game a couple years back. That was yeah, like, that was. It kind of felt like the same thing, a little bit. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that. I mean, I don't know if it had a uh, five hundred and seventy three yards and six touchdowns, but. My gosh, and CJ Stroud coming back next year too. CJ Stroud and Bryce Young are both coming back next year. That's crazy. I mean, and Caleb Williams, but that's a that's a little bit of a touchy subject for Oklahoma fans right now. Well, I mean, he's not going back to OU. I know that uh, he said he said Oklahoma is still an option, but you don't it's think not going to be any more. Dylan Gabriel just transferred there. The oh, UCF yeah. quarterback. It was an option when he announced he was transferring and then Gabriel transferred in. I mean, I guess it could still be, but in my opinion, it's not anymore with that addition. That's, but it's been the year of quarterback transfers. I mean, um, Jaden Slovis to Pitt, we get to play him in the pre the early season this year. Um, not excited for that. Uh, Quinn Ewers to Texas, Adrian Martinez to Kansas State. Spencer Rattler um, to South Carolina. Ooh. Yeah, Rattler to South Carolina. He even is – I don't think he's going to start there. He probably will. They – I don't know how you don't start him there, but I don't think he's going to succeed. No, I think he's going to suck again. Uh, who else? Bryce Petty, I think, right? Is it Bryce Petty or is that an old Baylor quarterback? No, Charlie Brewer. Bryce yeah. Petty is a really old Char- Baylor quarterback because Brewer was at Utah, sucked, and now he's at Liberty. He's going to be Malik Willis's successor. Uh, dare I say Jarrett Dagey. Um, we'll see where he ends up. West Virginia fans, uh, not going to put my opinion there. But, uh, Ethan, I'm sure you know how West Virginia fans feel about Jarrett Dagey. 
for the most part, I'll say there, there are some uh, outliers, which I would possibly consider myself, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll how see. That um, well, anything, <coughs> excuse me, anything else? College football? Honestly, I don't think so. I mean, awards have already happened. We've already kind of given our bowl or national championship prediction. I think, yeah, we're good. It's basketball time. Um, NBA, um, the season, we're about 35, 36 games in. I'll give you a brief outlook of the standings here. Um, I'll give you the top six for each conference, just as a little reference. So Chicago, <laughs> Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Miami, Cleveland, Philadelphia in the east, and Golden State, Phoenix, Utah, Memphis, Denver, and Dallas in the west. Now, you will, you're probably wondering, where are the Lakers and the Clippers? Well, they're both 19 and 19 at the 7 and 8 in the play-in games, which is very interesting because I know we talked at the beginning of the year about the NBA and how we think the Lakers would get back on track, and that hasn't been the case so far. They definitely have been, I think, for lack of better words, kind of dysfunctional. You know, the pieces are not quite coming together, and I'll be the first to admit I was wrong because I said that I thought that after a couple months that they might put it together, and they really haven't. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, there's a chance. They're only five games ahead of San Antonio and Portland. One of them, one of those two L.A. teams might not even make the playoffs. Who knows? The Lakers with that team, they don't make the playoffs. That's, that's like, bad. You All right, I do want to talk about there. – there's one team, though, that – Doing good. Like Memphis. No. Oh, Memphis is though. They are, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the leader of the East. Chicago. I mean, where were they in the where were they in the the uh, league last year? Well, they didn't have the Martorosa and Lonzo Ball and Nikola Vucevic last year. I mean, they have completely flipped the script. You know, some might say. Maybe it's their shot. First championship since Jordan. Oh boy. They're I a complete don't know. team. I don't know. I don't know how you can beat Golden State. I right don't now. either, especially Clay. Rumor is he's coming back. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I was watching Utah play Golden State, and we were we were giving them our best shot. And we still couldn't win. They're just they're so good. I mean. Not to get ahead of myself, but Steph Curry, man, he's putting up good numbers, 27 points, six assists. Not as good as last year, but, I mean, it's Steph Curry, man. But then again, he has a little more help than last year. Last year, it, yeah. was, it was him doing everything. This year, he's a little more help, at least. Um, and also, I was going to say, John Morant's been on a tear, too, recently. Oh, my Everyone's God. coming back from his injury. Oh my gosh, John, John Morant's been unbelievable. Honestly, if he keeps that pace up, he'll probably be MVP at this rate. Honestly, I could I could see it. I mean, he's had a good oh man, I don't even know how many last couple games, but he's doing it for the uh for the Grizzlies. Yeah, keep giving them a 24 and 14 record in the four seed in the West, which I don't think a lot of people probably expected this year. Yeah, I mean, if I'm looking, I'm looking at it right now, last four games, he hasn't had less than he's had less. Then 30 points, zero times. Yeah, exactly. He's he's been on a roll. I mean, I don't even know. I mean, I'll be honest, I'll be the first to say I haven't paid too much attention to the NBA this year. 
I'm more of a college basketball guy, if you ask me. But, you know, I'll put, I'll put this out there. The best thing to come out of the fact that Clay Thompson and James Wiseman is hurt is that the Warriors now have a bench, and that makes them so much scarier. Honestly, if they don't win the championship, it's a dud season. It definitely could be. I mean, you're also, I mean those guys are getting old. You know, I love I love my boy Draymond. I love I love Steph. I love Clay, but they're in their thirties, starting to get time to wrap up the career here in the next five years. I mean, they got they got to go out with a bang. I think they I think they do it though. I do I do think they do it. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone that can stand up to them right now and beat them in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you want to go MVP Rookie of the Year? Sure. MVP, Steph Curry. Uh, eh, let me look. You know what? MVP, maybe Kevin Durant this year. He's averaging 30, 5, and 7. I, I, I'm going to go there. Okay, look, I'm going to go there. And let me explain myself. Uh-oh. But I'm going to go as long as he keeps up the way he's been playing, DeMar DeRozan. Oh, if he can, if he can lead the Chicago Bulls to the one seed in the East, while averaging twenty-seven points a game and five and five, I mean, why can't you give it to him? Steph Curry's production is—you would assume drop off. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a bunch, but you would assume drop off just a little bit with Clay come back. With James Wiseman coming back, I mean, maybe not minutes-wise, but scoring, I would think that he might not be as prolific as he's been the last couple months. Why not DeMar? I, I think there's a legitimate possibility that 32-year-old could, you know, pull it off. Yeah, he could. Um, oh, a bit of a bad news story. The Houston Rockets have had a lot of trouble the past couple of days. Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood basically refused to play in the second half of a game. I think they both left. I think Wood sat on the bench. Porter left the arena. So trouble in – no, it's not even – it's not paradise in Houston, obviously, to begin with. But lots of trouble in Houston right now. I, mean, I think the, the sad thing is, is, you know, again, I, I will speculate here, and I think it's – this one's a little more sure of, but KPJ and Christian Wood are guys that are in a really, really bad situation. And I think they're starting to get sick of it. I mean, that's already in their like primes too. Like they don't want to waste their, I, no offense to Houston, but I don't, not too many players want to spend their prime in Houston. Let's be honest. Well, I'd say some players do, but um, I think you got to go back to James Harden, Chris Paul, Houston, if you want to look at spending your prime, and they are very much so past that. Yeah, ever since James um, left, they've been a mess. Yeah, I think, I think the best thing they can do is is trade, you know, Wood, trade Porter, and just go full rebuild. You got Jalen Green, the second pick. I think it's time to start building around him. I think it's time to let those guys go. Yeah, because you're not you're not going to make the playoffs this year, most likely. There's, you're not making a championship ride. There's no reason to just hold those guys hostage for no reason. 
Yeah, I mean, when you, when especially when you can get like a bunch of good picks out of them and stuff. Especially Wood. Now you know, we talked about Prime Porter Jr. Still twenty one. He was really young when he came into the league, but Christian Wood's twenty six. Man, I mean, two three more years, he's out of his prime. Yeah, I know. And he's got himself a nice contract because there's not too too much money there around in uh, Houston, other than my boy John Wall, but. He's making John Wall's making forty five million or whatever this year. Hey, go get the bag. No, I'm not. No, no, it's not John Wall. John Wall's doing his thing, making money. Good for him. Um, but yeah, I feel I feel bad for them. I never I never want to justify disciplinary things that should be disciplined, but I get where they're coming from when when they do that. No, All right, now rookie of the year, Ethan. Ooh. You can make a strong case for Jalen Green for rookie of the year. Yeah, he could. I'll probably say him because I'm not too familiar with the, how the rookies are this year. Um, I'm not really either too, too much, but I do know that Scotty Barnes is balling out in Toronto. I mean, he's averaging 15 and eight, 15 and a half and eight. Um, he posted an insane triple or double double, I think, a couple of weeks ago. I'd probably say him, or as much no, as it pains me. I know 15 points isn't that much, but Scotty Barnes is a defensive minded player. And yeah. for, that, for that like mindset, he's doing amazing right now for Toronto. And as much as it pains me to say, Franz Wagner's having himself a season over in Orlando. Um, I think he's probably up there. He's averaging 16. He's a – well, if he had a 30-point yeah. triple-double the other week. Oh, yeah, the, the, JR, the JR Wagner dispute continues. Hey, look, I, I think Franz is a little bit better than his brother Mo. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know where Mo is anymore. I don't I, I couldn't tell you either. But um anything else on BA or do we want to move to college? I think it's time we take on the uh March Madness in January. Oh boy. Uh, maybe not exactly March Madness, but um so where do we want to start? Um I... Ethan, you're on mute. I can give the MVP top 10. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, Baylor, Duke, Purdue, Gonzaga, UCLA, Kansas, USC, Arizona, Auburn, and Michigan State are the top 10. Now, I will say Purdue's probably going to fall out possibly of the top 10. Yeah, they just lost to Wisconsin this past week. I think it was yesterday night, last night. Yeah, last night. Excuse me. But, um, yeah, it's been – no, yeah, Ethan, you are right. It's not been quite March Madness yet. Nothing's ever comparable to March Madness like March Madness. But um, it's been it's been one heck of a season. We've seen teams. Um, there's been good teams. There's been surprise teams. There's been disappointing teams. I say disappointing. I mean Villanova. Um, they're, they're, only, they're still in the top 25. Let's, let's they're not. nine and four. Yeah. I mean, they haven't even ba- – they've barely started conference play. I will say, Texas Tech still being in the top 25, considering all they lost last year, that's pretty amazing. 
it is very impressive. I mean, they lost their head coach. They lost um, probably three or four players that played good minutes for them. Yeah. I mean, they lost one of their top recruits, and I believe Namari Burnett or something like that. I believe that was his name. Um, you know, they're, they're doing their thing, 10 and 2. A little scary for the Big 12. I got to admit, West Virginia is sitting at 30 right now in the country. Um, I will not give my opinion on that in case West Virginia fans are listening because I do not have a very high opinion on our West Virginia team right now. Oh, I've heard, I've heard his opinions, and if you're a West Virginia fan, I don't know if you want to hear him. But- Most underrated team in college basketball right now. Ooh. Eey. Hey, Colorado State's 10 and 0. Yeah. Or I'd say I'd argue maybe Providence posting a 13 and 1 record. I think that's fair. I'm going to go with the team that's actually tied with them on uh I guess the AP poll both at 16. I'm going to go Kentucky. Um I think I said this in the last news podcast. Maybe not. I don't know. I think Kentucky's got themselves a complete team. Obviously, there's two losses there. Um, I'm sure Ethan can tell you who one of those losses is from. Ah, uh, yes. I, I, I'd love to talk about it, but it takes. But we're not going to. Good. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, you know, they lost to Duke. He's a very good team. Notre Dame, a little bit of a slip up there, but other than that, they've been pretty good yep. heading into SEC play. The SEC might be one of the best conferences in the league this year. Um, I'd say other than the Big 12, honestly. Big 10's yeah. obviously always good. I mean, yeah, because in the top 25 right now, for the SEC, you have Auburn, um, Alabama. Texas will be in the SEC, but we're not counting them quite yet. Uh, <laughs> Alabama, Kentucky, Tennessee, LSU, and LSU. <laughs> and then the Big 12, um, Baylor's number one. Um, Kansas, Iowa State, Texas, Texas Tech. And then you have West Virginia on the outside looking in. Yep. I think there's only one ACC team in, in the top 10, in the top 25 right now. And that's Duke. Yes, that is. There is more. Hold on. There's more big teams in the Big Ten. There are almost more West Coast Conference teams in the top 25 than the ACC. The ACC is real. Apart from Duke this year, the ACC is really falling off. I mean, UNC is not having a terrible season, but they're not the UNC of, you know, years past. I mean, Miami. Miami. Wake Forest, too. I mean, Wake Forest is 11-3. Now, granted, they're 1-2 and two in uh, – ACC play, but one of those losses is to um, Miami, and the other ones to Louisville, and they're they're good too. Yeah, but I don't know. Baylor's been looking really good too. I think. I just, you know, I said I said a couple weeks ago, I wasn't sure if there's a clear cut national championship favorite, but Baylor loses four starters and. They look like they have four starters. They look like they still have the four stars on their team. And they play good defense. They score the ball. 
They don't turn over the ball too much. They're coached by a great team, by a great coach. They just beat Iowa State, who was undefeated at number eight at the time. I mean, do I think they go undefeated? No, I think they probably lose to a ranked Big 12 opponent with just how good that conference is. I'm, but... looking, at, I'm looking at um at Kansas. That could be it. I could see it. Kansas is a really good team, also very good defensively. I mean, Oche Abaji is possibly the NCAA player of the year. Um, sure. I think he's averaging somewhere around top five points in the country. Yeah. Um, man, the and Big 12. And Baylor's played decent teams. Like, they beat Villanova. They beat Oregon. They beat Michigan State. They beat Arizona State. They beat Iowa State. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, I mean, solid. they're, they're solid this year. I mean, I know Gonzaga's yeah. also solid, but they have they they have two losses again. And I can tell you. I can tell you one of them. I can tell you both of them, actually, because I like both teams. Yes, you can tell both. Um, Duke and Alabama. <laughs> they did beat Texas. Yeah. That's pretty good. But. UCLA is kind of a toss-up for me right now. Yeah, I'm not trying to feel about UCLA. Well, it's just the fact they, have, they won't play a game for a month. And they've had six games postponed or canceled here in the last couple months or last couple weeks and haven't played since the 11th of December. So I don't really know where to judge them. I mean, those are some good teams they were going to go play up against. I mean, Arizona State, Arizona, um, Stanford, not so much, but they're not a bad team either. I just don't know where to put them. Yeah. I mean, their only loss was they got blown out by Gonzaga, but they beat Nova. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about them. Um, Anything else college basketball-wise? It's too early probably to give, like, tournament predictions yeah i don't i don't think we can and this year we might this year wait we might actually have oh no we had a bracket last year but yeah we did didn't we yeah but we'll have another bracket you know we'll probably we'll probably me and jay will probably do the same thing we'll probably fill out a bracket you know maybe this year i was thinking maybe we can post them on instagram this year i think we could do that yeah i'd be down yeah we could do that um and then anything else college basketball or do we want to move on Oh, uh, not too much. Good slate of basketball games this week or today, though. Yeah. Um, Baylor, Baylor, Oklahoma. That's a good matchup. Tonight. Yeah. I mean, college basketball is college basketball. It's kind of hard to talk about a lot of things other than, you know, what's going on right here and now in college basketball because March is so, well, yeah, I mean, everybody knows how March is. March, March Madness. It's called March Madness for a reason. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah. All right, now is the time where I sit back and relax and JR, NHL. NHL, I mean, I'll be honest, I've not paid as much attention to the NHL this year as I have. We're a little more busy. Years. We're a little more busy, I realized, than last year. Yeah, last I'm more year. busy. I mean, I'm paying attention to WVU sports personally more than I am uh, professional sports, but I still know enough. I mean, my Pittsburgh Penguins right now in the wild card. I'm impressed because I thought we'd be the bottom two of the Metropolitan Division based yep. on what we've lost over the last couple of years. So props to Sid the Kid. And, uh, well, I guess I could say Sid the Middle-Aged Man because he's no longer a kid. Yeah, he ain't a um, <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, it's just typical midseason. I think Connor McDavid hit 50 points this past week. Leon Dreisaitl is one point behind him, and then Alex Ovechkin is also at the 50-point mark. Um, Ovi's had a heck of a year. 
But, you know, it's it's the middle of the road, NHL. I saw a trade go down, but it was nothing too, too big. Um, protocols not really affecting teams as much as I thought it would. It's not affecting teams as much as the NA, uh, NFL, NBA. Well, they, they just um, updated. They just updated the protocols, I believe, for leagues, right? Or some of them they did. I think they did, yeah. Like, but I mean, quarantine's a little less, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, right now, though, you're looking at Tampa Bay, Florida, Toronto in the east, and then the Rangers, which have made their rebuild start to happen. I think they're a really good young team. The Caps, the uh, Hurricanes, and the Metro, with your wild card teams being Pittsburgh and Boston. The Western Conference, you're looking at St. Louis, Minnesota, and Nashville. Notice that I did not say Colorado, who is um, – Right now, I believe they are the first wild card. Mm-hmm. And then the Pacific is Vegas, Anaheim, Calgary, and then Edmonton is your wild card team there, which, Ethan, I know you know this about hockey. What team does Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl play for? Edmonton. Which, yeah, that's the story of Edmonton. Um, they have two superstar guys who lead the NHL in points and goals. And, um, Barely are in the playoffs by one point to these LA Kings, which I don't even know how that's possible because the LA Kings are awful. Um, I guess I can't really say that because they're almost a playoff team, but they have nobody but old guys. Um, but yeah, that's not just looking. Some of these, like, I was going to look some of the other teams. I mean, I know Arizona has been god awful six points. Six points. Six wins. 15, 15 points, I'm sorry. Six wins, though, is pretty much, yeah. 21 losses. I mean, Seattle's doing what you'd expect out of an expansion team. I know. I will say I had a little more hope based on what happened with Las Vegas. I mean, but that's, that's Las Vegas. I'm not. That was a fluke, and I think as much as I love to see it, I can admit that that was definitely a fluke that they were able to be so good coming out of the gate. They just kind of got lucky. But, I mean, Montreal was the Stanley Cup finalist out of the East last year. They are two points behind Ottawa. And then the next best team is eight points um, eight points behind the next best team. Like, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the NHL. Yeah, it is indeed. Um, I don't think there's really anything to mention MLB-wise. Yeah, I don't know too much about – I don't know too much about anything in the MLB right now. Um, actually, no, I do. I do. I don't think we talked about this, but Max Scherzer's a Met. Oh, Yeah. Okay, there's free agency. There's a lot to talk about in free agency, but I really don't want to go over that because I do not know anything about it. No, I uh, baseball is no longer a Dodger. I know Cody Bellinger resigned with them. I know Scherzer's a Met. I know that's about it. Yeah, we need an MLB expert or something on this show someday because MLB, I feel like we don't do MLB justice at all ever because you and I just don't really know too much about it. Yeah, that that's factual. There's there's a lot to talk Some, about in MLB, someday, and I just don't have. 
someday whenever we expand, we'll, we'll get now the expert on the show. Don't you worry. We, we'll, we'll do it yes, just someday. someday. Someday we'll find someone to talk MLB, um, but not today. Um, yeah. You want to move, let's move on to soccer. Um, Premier League. I ain't a happy camper in the Premier League. Um, I am. Well, you're 10th. I'm 15th. Yeah. We're 10th, but I'm not happy because we're 10th. I'm happy because we gave less uh, Liverpool clean sheet. Yeah. yeah. Take it. Amen. Um, yeah, Everton has 19 points in 18 matches. Everton relegation? No, no, no. no we're not there yet. We, we're not going to lose to Norwich. I don't know, buddy. You're six points out of you're six points out of relegation. I know we're 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 flirting with it. We gotta we gotta like man. I know we're we're close. We're very close. Um, Man City's kind of running away with the league right now. Yeah, Liverpool and Chelsea drawing this past week. Arsenal's made a huge comeback from where they started. They've got the good young team. It's just a matter of when. I'll tell you that much from playing FIFA. I know that they've got a lot of young guys that uh, usually have pretty good potential when it comes to it. Ramsdale's been class for them. I mean, yep. they've got they've got so many young guys. Tomiyasu, Gabriel, uh, Tierney's young. That's just in their defense. Obviously, you got Odegaard, Smith, Rowe, um, Maitland, Niles is young and he's good, but he's looking to move away. Saka. Uh, Eddie and Kata, Gabriel Martinelli. I mean, those are guys that are under 24 years old that are playing good minutes that are, you know, good potential guys. They've, they've got a good team. I mean, Arsenal, I'm not saying they're back to invincible ways, but for the next couple of, like for the next probably five, 10 years, they're probably dead if they can keep some of those guys too. Yeah. I mean, West Ham also there, <laughs> they're kind of fighting for the champions league spot. They're in fifth a point behind Arsenal there. I mean, Tottenham, despite everything, is two games in hand and only two points out of um, Champions League football. Manchester United, a little disappointing after signing Sancho, Veron, um, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. And they signed they, a bunch of new, world-class guys. And they just got a new manager, and he hasn't performed to their standards yet. Well, I don't know if you heard but. Uh, Ralph said, but he was like, I don't know if we can make Champions League. I don't know if this team is good enough. They, with all that talent, you should be good enough. Like, if West Ham and Tottenham are ahead of you, you got a problem, especially if you're Manchester United. Yeah. But, I mean, no hate to West Ham, but no, no but not I mean, a big 16. Let's be honest. Manchester United, talent wise, is probably a lot better than West Ham is. Talent-wise, yeah. obviously, as a team, not not the case right now. But we'll see how that turns out. Um, hey, just doing some math. Leicester City, if they win their next two games, would be four points out of Champions League because they have two games in hand. Just wanted to point that out. Oh boy. Okay, we'll move on to the La Liga. Um, a little more now, maybe not a little more, but Real Madrid's top of the top of the league. Barcelona's fifth and 15 points out of it. Yikes. I mean, despite that not being Barcelona par, knowing what's happened to them this past year. That's true. It's not awful that they're in fifth place. 
They're still would you team. like them to be top three? Yeah, yeah. but I mean, Sevilla's Sevilla's giving Real Madrid a little bit of a run in the league right now. If they win their next game, they're only two points behind. Indeed. I mean, I don't know what happened to Atletico. They won the title last year, and they've kind of yeah, not been, been the same. Yeah. And they don't really have an excuse like Barca does because they kind of didn't change too much. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Barca, I will say the one good thing, they've got some young guys playing. I don't know, Ethan, if you've watched any bit of Barca, but Gavi is – Yeah, he's all right, yeah. No, he's he's good. He is so good. He's, what, 16, 17 years old? I mean, him and Pedri in the midfield, that's going to be crazy for Barcelona if they can keep them on money. Yeah. All righty. Moving on to the Bundesliga. This is a little – this is a lot more normal. Um, Bayern and Dortmund are one and two. That's kind of what you expect every year. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a dare I say a little bit of a farmers league. Yeah, I mean Bayern's re- Bayern retains a lot of their talent though. Bayern retains a lot of their talent, and when they don't, they go and steal the talent from the other good Bundesliga teams. Primarily Dortmund. <laughs> Dortmund, they've done a little bit of Leipzig recently, I think. Uh, well, because they stole well from Dortmund, they stole like Lewandowski, Hummels. All, they basically steal like all the good players from Dortmund and then they turn the superstars and then they stay there. They yeah. We'll say they haven't been able to win the Champions League. So that's something they got to get fixed. Didn't Bayern win the Champions League two years ago? They might have. Maybe I might be totally wrong on that. But I'm pretty sure Bayern won the Champions League right before Chelsea and right after Liverpool. They probably did then. Um, right? Or am I tripping? I don't I, – I can't – I don't know. I'm going to fact check this. They might – I think they did. I yeah, think. Bayern Munich beat PSG one nothing two years ago. Right, okay. No, no yeah, it's going back to me. Come on, um, Ethan. What are you right, looking at, Yahoo we're Sports? Gonna, we're going to swiftly move on to Serie A. Um, Inter is first with Milan, Napoli, Atalanta, and Juve and Roma trailing. Juve at fifth. I mean, I mean, I get it. Ronaldo left, but eh, they they still have a lot of talent on that team. Yeah, I'm I'm a little shocked. Inter's doing as well as they did. I mean, they had Lukaku there last year. You know, obviously he had a almost resurgence year, I guess you could say, before moving to Chelsea again. Yeah, and you know they've they've kept up the pace. They're four points ahead of uh, the competition. They're doing all right. I mean. Yeah, they are. It, it is weird, though, like you said, to see Juventus so so far down. I mean, they yeah. were class of the league for whoever, however many years. They're struggling a little bit. Indeed. And then we're going to move on to final, excuse me, um, League One, the French League. PSG had by 13 points. I mean, not, not a shock there considering that team. So Yeah, I think that's really all you have to say because that's all that league ever is. Yeah, it's just it's just PS nine times out of ten, it's just PSG. I mean, obviously you had Lille won last year, I think, but that was the first time in who knows how many years that a team not named PSG won. And as we like to talk about sometimes, the Scottish Premiership. Then I like to bring that up every once in a while. Rangers are again, again ahead in the league right now over Celtic. Could this be a back-to-back for Rangers? 
Oh, Ethan. I mean, I sure they've got a good team. Obviously, they won last year. Yeah, but we'll we'll, we'll go away from that. Um, I do want to look at the Champions League here a little bit. Yeah, let's just, do just do it. I don't. They they've selected group or yeah they've selected round of sixteen teams. They oh yeah they did. Remember they had that controversy with like the draw, and then they had to draw them again. Yeah, I saw a story yeah. where like I don't remember who it was. I think it was Manchester United. Some some team drew team. Some guy bought a plane ticket. Then they announced they were redrawing, so he canceled the plane ticket, and then they redrew the same team. Hmm. Which that's gotta be tough, but PSG Real Madrid, that should be a good one. That's a great game. You got two two leaders, sporting and Manchester City, yeah. not so much. Yeah, that's a little bit of a yeah. But I will say Inter- that Real PSG game is gonna be interesting because I know obviously Mbappe, a lot of rumors the past couple of years circulating about him going to Real Madrid. So same with Erling Holland. There's I mean, I saw a rumor this past week or two. Real Madrid's going to try and sign both of them. Like, how? I mean, that's going to be $300 million. Yeah. I will say Salzburg versus Bayern. Eh. That's not going to go. versus Villarreal might be an interesting one. Villarreal's a dark horse. They were the Europa League winner, so last year. And then Inter versus Liverpool, that's going to be a great game. Or a great couple games. I'm glad that Benfica and Ajax have each other. Yeah. Two teams that I think are probably equal in skill, not having to go up a super against a super giant in the world. Yeah, and then Chelsea and LOSC Lille. Eh. Um, and then Villarreal Juventus. Benfica, Ajax. And Atletico. Man U. Could be an interesting one. Yeah, it could be an interesting one too. And then that's it. So a lot of interesting games. I know hopefully if I, as long as I can watch them, I'll probably take a look at some of those games, see what's happening. Yeah, I mean, should be a good slate. I think it comes out – I think the games start probably, what, you're in 10 days or so, about a week and a half to a week. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. And then they'll, like, take a break. They'll do, like, the round of eight, take a break. Then in the summer or whatever, they do, like, the, the championship game or whatever. Yeah. Or summer. Um, I will say I want to talk to you about this. Um, there's a little bit of a something happened in the FIFA world right now. Not not the video game, but apparently, like they want to make the your uh, the Euros and like the World Cup every two years instead of four years. What are your opinions on that? You know, I I it's it's interesting. You know, on one hand, it's such an exciting tournament. To watch everybody, you know, play for their country, play for the biggest championship in football. But I think doing it every four years is what makes it so special. That's that's so, kind of the I'm on. In my opinion, I think they keep it every four years. I mean, you got the women's one. I know that, you know, outside of the U.S. that not many people are big. I don't know how people are on U.S. or on women's international football, but, you know, in those gap years, you know, two years from World Cup to Euros to World Cup to Euros, you got the Women's World Cup. I mean, obviously, as an American, that's fun to watch because you've got such a good team. 
but yeah, no, I I would not yeah, make I would, that change. I wouldn't either because it just takes away from the um obviously because like if the World Cup's every four years, it's kind of like one team wins every four years. Like France is the current champion. I don't know if France will win again next year or this year. This year's the World Cup, right? I yeah. think. Yeah, because it's 2018, 2020. Yeah, 2022 would be the World Cup. Yeah. Oh, that, oh it's because Euros, Euros was last year because of COVID. Yeah, but Euros will be in 2024. I know, but I'm saying that the reason yeah, yeah, why it doesn't feel well, like it should they, be. They postponed the Euros from 2020 to 2021, so it doesn't feel like the World Cup should be this year. But the World Cup is in, like, five months. That's crazy. Is The, the U.S. is in it this year, right, or no? Are we in it? I don't. We're, uh, I don't know about this year. Let me let me see. World Cup twenty twenty two teams. I hope we are. I'd love to see us in the World Cup, but uh, yeah, I just don't know. You know, I don't know if we're there yet. Thirteen teams have qualified. <laughs> There's sixty four teams that get in overall. I think right now, yeah, sixty four or thirty two. It might be 32. There are eight groups of four, I think, right? Yeah, it's like group A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah, I think it's what, 32? Do the math for me. I can't. Wait, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. Yeah, it's eight, four, 32. Yeah, 32, not 64. So 13 teams have already qualified. I'm trying to see if the United States is one of them. I don't know. They, they haven't qualified yet. I think. They, they have a very good shot this year at qualifying. No, yeah, they haven't. The CONCACAF is really it's, – it's heating up because Mexico, Canada has been really good. We've been really good. U.S. has been really good. They beat Mexico twice. But even with that, I think they're behind on them. How many teams come from the CONCACAF? Three, I believe. So it could be U.S., Canada, Mexico. Yeah, CONCACAF World Cup qualifying table right now – is Canada is number one with 16 points. We are two with 15. Mexico is three with 14. And they are ahead of Panama on goal differential. So Panama's right there too. Now, it, no, it is four, I guess. There's three automatic qualifying spots, and then there is playoffs for the fourth spot. Um, but I do not want to play a playoff game. I want to qualify automatically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, we'll we'll be in it, obviously, in 2026 because we're hosting. Yes. But I'd love to be in it this year, too. We have to play El Salvador. Oh, we have to play Canada again. Honduras. Mexico. Oh, my God. Panama. Oh, we have to play all of them? Costa Rica. Ooh, we're in for where we could be in trouble here. I think we just need to win, like, Four of those games, and we're in. We gotta beat. We gotta beat Mexico again, I think, and Canada. Well, we should. I want to win all, of them, but we'll see. Because I know a lot. Of, a lot of people aren't even expecting us to make it this year. I don't think. Right or no? I can see maybe. I don't know. It's gonna be I don't know. We're 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 in that transition here. I guess you could say. Yo, your mic's mic. Huh? Never mind, you're good. Never mind, you're good.
Yeah, no, I, I don't know though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about sports wise? I know we've done an hour fifteen. I don't know if there's anything else we want to mention. Honestly, I'm good. I mean Yeah, I don't really I mean is there anything UFC you want to mention? I don't know. There's title fights and stuff. There always is sort of the new year. Yeah, I'm not going to go through them, though, because there's probably too many to talk about. and I would go off on tangents, and I do not need to. So I think we just leave it here. All right. Yeah, so our 15 minutes, a little shorter. And like I said, we hope to, we're going to be pumping out hopefully a little more in the next couple of weeks. Then might be a little more dip as we and JR try to readjust to the college life. And then hopefully as we get more adjusted, we can put out a little more stuff. And then, like we said, the summer, we really want to um, – kind of put out a decent amount of stuff maybe try some new things i don't know but we'll see how that all ends up so yeah thank you very much for listening to this yeah for sure um looking forward to it though yeah i am i know because i know we've been we've been talking about like especially like the past couple days about how we kind of want to get back into this all that stuff you know and i will say our two-year anniversary is in a month just throwing that out there which seems crazy. We've been doing this for almost two years, but yeah, yeah. Hopefully, some exciting interviews coming up. I know we have some very, very, very big guests coming up. Uh, we're excited to talk to. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of exciting stuff coming out. Um, just make sure you keep an eye on us, making sure you you listen to everything because I know all these athletes have different stories. We have a lot of news covers, so I think it's cool for everyone to hear everything. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's everything I got. Ethan, if you want to hit him with the outro for uh, the first time in a while. Yeah, it's just been a while. So for Double FM Sports, I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jeremy Zarek. And we are signing off.